0: Hello and welcome to the Cat Mass Day Chronicles. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from cat owners about well-being. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, the founder of Chatty Cats Care, a professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with cat owners about their individual journeys. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. This episode is brought to you by Chatty Cats Care, London's professional cat sitting company. Hello and welcome to the Cat Catmasht Day Chronicles episode 8. This week we are joined by the wonderful Donna Steed who is a huge cat lover and cat mum to Heidi. She created an Instagram account for Heidi which has taken the internet by storm for being adorable and for raising awareness of feline asthma. Donna received a diagnosis for her cat's asthma in 2016, and this came as a complete surprise. Donna has also recently fostered a gorgeous ginger cat called Jaffa, but she doesn't stop there. She also hand makes kitty bandanas, which are extremely cute and very fashionable. So we are so excited to have her on today and find out a bit more about her life as a cat mum. So thank you so much for joining us, Donna, on the show today. Could you tell the listeners a bit more about yourself?
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, well, I'm Donna, and um, I live in Bishop Auckland, which is a little town in the northeast of England. Um, I'm a retail manager, and I've actually been working in retail for over twenty-two years now. Though so times are a little bit different during our little uh, COVID nineteen mm-hmm. moment that we're having. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yes. Uh, Heidi is my cat. In fact, she's my first ever cat. I was always really a dog person before Heidi. Wow. Um and she's uh, she's coming up to seven years old. Um and she's just my perfect little girl, really. Um she's, you know, a really amazing, great personality, very playful. And I class her as my baby girl and uh she's uh, the best thing I think that uh, could ever have happened to me. Um and then obviously through her Instagram um I found myself you know, making bandanas in my spare time just to jazz up her Instagram account and make the pictures a little bit more different to just yeah, every day. Yeah. You know, lying on the couch or sitting in a cat bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, And people then ended up asking me, "Where can I get these lovely bandanas from?" And I said, "Oh, you can't. I'm I make them in my spare time." And
0: mm-hmm.
1: one thing led to another over a year, and uh, I ended up setting up an Etsy shop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> selling kitty bandanas worldwide these years wow. yeah I love that it's so creative as well and and I guess you didn't even think at the time that you know it would take off or that it would be anything that anyone would, would be interested in but no. you know lo and behold <laughs> <laughs> they are really great by the way I've seen the photos oh thank you very much <laughs> I've definitely purchased some um after we talk
1: so yeah I've actually been busy today making Halloween ones because you've got to get ahead
0: ready for American markets or yes (laughs) Uh, absolutely I can imagine actually (laughs) so can you tell us a bit more about Heidi and how your journey kind of started together
1: yeah, well, um, like I say, I've never had a cat before and my mm. husband had always had cats in his life and kept saying, shall we get a cat, shall we get a cat? And I was like, no, no. And then we found this little tabby kept coming to see us in our street. and mm. I grew quite, quite attached to, to it. Um, and, you know, you missed it when you didn't see it coming around. So in the end, we started looking online to adopt a cat of our own. Um, and we found Heidi in December of 2013, um, just online up for adoption. And just one look at the photograph, I kind of knew that it had to be her, really. Mm. Um, and she was only four months when we got her, so she was a little tiny girl. Oh. Um, but unfortunately, when we did pick her up, she hadn't had the best start in life. Um, let's just say the house was a little bit clean and not the best kept place um. for a little kid to be grown up. Mm. um and then when we brought her home we then discovered that she was riddled with fleas um she was a little bit underweight she could feel like a bones um and then we discovered a little bit further down the line that she hadn't had all of the vaccinations as a kitten as well Mm. so in a way we see it was not only did we adopt her but we we rescued her basically 100 percent yeah, so obviously we did the right thing and we, we got rid of the fleas and uh, got all the vaccinations and made sure she had a full health check and everything was uh, going really well. Um, and like I say, she's a very sweet and loving cat. She's very playful and cheeky. Um, she likes playing fetch and hide and seek. Um, and she's also a little diva. <laughs> and like, you know, she likes to pose with a bandana on for me, oh, which yeah. is
0: great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's, she's a little mommy's girl as well. When we have days off together, she's she's my little shadow and curls up on my lap and follows me around when she can. So, yeah, she's, she is amazing. She's the best thing. <laughs>
0: That's so sweet. I bet you learned quite a lot as well. Um, if you've never had cats before, personally, like just adopting a cat and learning about them and, and what kind of vaccinations they need and a de-fleeing, I guess that was all kind of new to mm-hmm. you. Well. oh absolutely
1: yes and and of course uh, it's been a while since my husband had had a cat in his life uh-huh. as well so you know, it's, it's a refresher as well for him but thank goodness we have the internet these yeah. days, and you know look up things in an instant and it's a learning curve and you certainly learn fast and yeah but it's one of them things when i when i've got a keen interest in something then uh, you know I, I research you know the life out of it and, okay you know, as much knowledge as i can to be yeah. yeah 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 yeah, it was a learning curve. but uh, And we still
0: learn every day with the asthma as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So coming on to that, I know some of your story um, about Heidi's asthma from social media. Um, but could you tell our listeners about the lead up to Heidi's condition and when you actually got the diagnosis at the vet's?
1: Yeah well like I say we got her in um, the 20, December 2013 and it was around about October 2015 so she's just over two years old um, and she just started developing this little cough every now and again um, mm. and the only way I could describe it is, um, oops there's Heidi in the way now, <laughs> um, the, the only way I can describe it is is she was trying to cough up a hairball mm.
0: but nothing
1: was being produced. Um, And so you waited for this hairball coming out or some kind of, you know, cat vomit and nothing ever happened. And you just think, oh, she's having a bit of a problem. We'll put her on some hairballs like medication. Mm. Um, And again, nothing was ever being produced from her. But this cough still kept being a little bit more persistent. Um, And you just you think, oh, she's got a little cough. How like how cute in a way. But then you think there's something not quite right here. So I googled it, um, and then basically, everything that you google, if you say my cat has a cough, says you should take your cat to a vet straight away. Mm. There could be serious problems, which it quite shocks you. Yeah, um, so, yeah. The, mm. the first thing I did was ring the vets and you know, say my cat's got a cough, I'd like to bring her in, mm. but um, it's 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 a very long and hard line to go down because so many things that could be wrong because a cough is a symptom of a lot of illnesses oh, okay.
0: okay yeah
1: okay. um so a lot of things had to be ruled out yeah and initially lungworm was the first thing that had to be ruled out and mm. um, which was just a form of medication that was given to her um and of course the cough still persisted so it was back to the vets again Um, And eventually it led to blood tests being done and x-rays being done and obviously listening very closely to um, a chest and how a lung sounded. Mm. Um, And then in the end, I actually managed to get a video of her having this coffin attack. And along with the results from the vets and showing this video, it was kind of a breakthrough moment where they went, well, it's, it's feline asthma wow Um, and it's like oh okay cats can (laughs) get asthma (laughs)
0: yeah
1: yeah Um, yeah it's a bit of a shock to the system you just think of it as like a human problem um but yes cats can have asthma and basically the coffin was a asthma attack in process Ah. um so yes it all started to make sense from that point um, and she's always a little bit wheezy after the um, the asthma attack as well. Okay. Um, but um, it, there's a, there's key signs when they have an asthma attack. They they kind of sit down on all fours and lurch the head forward, pushing it out from the shoulder blades, and they have this this cough and this wheeze. Um, and then generally with Heidi, she's perfectly fine after the asthma attack. She kind of shakes herself off, and you usually find her running around the house like a, a nutter again.
0: Um, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I don't think she really, um, you know, suffers too much, um, especially yeah. after the, the whole coffin situation. But we're always there to, you know, as much as we can while it's happening, just make sure she stays calm and that we monitor and that she's okay. Of course. Um, so, yeah, it was um, once the vet had diagnosed her, it was a case of do as much research as we could because the vets didn't offer that much information on it right um I don't I don't think they actually know a lot of information um you find out a lot from cats in America and their owners um, and okay. it's a lot more common over there
0: mm. um,
1: but initially she was just put on um, a steroid medication just a tablet um, and yeah. which was given to her on a daily basis but anyone who's got a cat knows medication isn't the easiest thing to give no <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up having to cut the um the steroid tablets up and hide them in dreamy treats yeah um, just just for it to be able to accept them yeah. and initially yes we saw um a bit of relief with the asthma attacks but again as things do it just started to progress and get a little bit more worse again so yeah. again back to the vets um and that led to the inhaler treatment being suggested okay
0: <laughs> cool. Yeah so I guess it's cuz I personally have asthma as well and I guess it's a little bit there's some similarities but of course it's completely different you know from feline to human because mm-hmm. with, with with an adult like with me I remember going to the doctors and they check your peak flow and mm-hmm. you say, breathe into this apparator and they judge you know how severe the asthma is by how by the number that you can kind of reach with your breath so how strong your lungs are um and I guess with a cat you know you can't (laughs) you can't tell a cat to breathe you know into a peak they're gonna run So um yeah that must be quite difficult but again the, similar to humans they do give you steroids um to kind yeah. of help control the asthma as well but ultimately it is the inhalers that really help and i don't actually have asthma anymore well it's controlled i would only yeah. have really an asthma attack if i travel abroad and it's a different climate but it can be controlled and i guess the same with cats as well um you know after a while they can kind of, you know, you can wean them off of it slightly, you know, the doses. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah, and they, they can get stronger. So um, Yeah. I mean there's there's so many things
1: we can actually do with Heidi to help um control it and make it yeah. better for her. Um obviously you say she gets the inhaler every day, which is the best treatment because it goes direct to her lungs and Definitely. you know attacks the problem. Whereas steroids, you know, they go around all of your organs Mm -hmm. in your body and they're not good long term. But, for example, we had to make sure she uses a dust-free litter because dust triggers attacks.
0: Um,
1: Dry food, we weaned her off dry food Ah, um, because, again, dust from just her eating dry food was causing attacks after she'd eaten. Um, And then as well, we have to make changes in the house as to not use scented candles, not use air fresheners,
0: Mm. If we do
1: use you know um deodorants or hairsprays we use them in a room that she doesn't go into or she's closed off from. Yeah. Um got to make sure you keep your house even cleaner than you would have, more vacuuming and dusting. Yeah. Um and then we've we've invested in a um a humidifier as well because dry yeah. air like you've just said they're going to a different climate can um, mm. make your asthma flare up. Hot weather, dry summers, um we we use the humidifier then just to put a bit more moisture in the air for her and then of course in the winter when your um, um central heating's on all the time you create and dry air just by doing that so again humidifier helps her um so yeah there's a lot of things that we've had to change and make sure we get right just to
0: you know keep things under control and
1: help her out a little bit more
0: well it's brilliant that you know all of that stuff because you know i think the information isn't really out there that much so no. it's 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 really good you know that you're saying this now for for listeners you know if anybody has a similar experience or if their cat has asthma those are really great tips um for people And um, so you mentioned we mentioned in the um intro um but uh that we work with cat let me start again (laughs) so i mentioned briefly in the intro um but we work with a cat at chatty cats care who has feline asthma and Uh interviewed her owner in episode five which you may have listened to already yes Uh, i listened to that yesterday okay brilliant so she spoke about the difficulty of getting the correct diagnosis and i know that you kind of you spoke about that just then and um and getting the correct diagnosis, they had to rule it out because there's so many different things, as you mentioned, that a cough mm-hmm. can can lead to or cause. Um, do you think that you know it was a similar experience for you? And also, um, do you think that the vets is that something that they can kind of work towards as well to, to learning more about feline asthma? Because it seems that you know. Not a lot of people are really clued up about it themselves, even the vets. So is that something, do you think, that needs to be kind of uh, made more aware of within the society of of cat-owning? awareness definitely needs to be
1: raised a lot more within the cat community mm. you know, nobody realizes that cats can have asthma as well as you know us people um and yeah the, the vets is it's it's a long drawn out system because like i said earlier you have to rule out so many different things and try different medications and keep going back and trial and error um and and then by the vets ruling out all these different things that's when you um you know you finally get somewhere um, but like I say, I wasn't given that much information or any educational information from them. It was all kind to, to look up myself. Um, yeah. To A big learning curve was to, you know, learn as we went. And it wasn't until you start seeing YouTube video links of, you know, cats with asthmas having attacks mm. or using inhalers themselves. Um, and, and with it being a long, drawn out process, it's a very expensive process with yeah. as well um and as I say I, I, I try my best through Heidi's Instagram to raise as much awareness as possible so people are aware because yeah. through through her Instagram um it, I mean I would say I maybe you know now up to 50 cats worldwide that have the same issues as Heidi at varying degrees of um you know suffering some have just got very mild coughs every now and again and
0: yeah others
1: I mean unfortunately I've heard of even a couple that have you know died
0: mm. um
1: from asthma and complications that can occur with okay. other, you know, illnesses coming in as well. So, yeah. yeah, I think the vets really do need a bit more. Um, I don't know to, to to be able to give you know us a lot more information on what we need to face yeah. and what we need to yeah. do. Um, if if I hadn't read up on it the internet, I wouldn't have really thought about changing litter or you know not using candles and things within the house it's not something
0: that you think of no not um, at all you so said yeah. in america as well they had kind of like more awareness
1: so it seemed yeah. to be yeah. yeah
0: yes because it's funny um, that you mention that because that's not the first kind of time i've heard that you know people find out a lot about their cats um through through social media but usually through um american accounts or, or american youtubers and then. Mm-hmm um and I think that's something we're lacking in the UK um America seems to usually be you know one step ahead of of us in in what I would say um animal care really um they actually use a lot of you know drips for their cats and and different Mm -hmm. things like that to medicate and, and we don't really you know we don't really do that here so it's interesting because we have quite a lot of clients from America as well. And I'm quite surprised sometimes um, when they tell me things about, you know, how it is back in the States and, and in cats. And yeah, there's a lot that we yeah. need to learn, uh, I think, in the UK. definitely.
1: And as I say, when you see these videos of cats in America using inhalers, you just think, oh, well, that's how they treat them over here. Of course, we're a little bit more behind here, maybe. And you don't think that that treatment's available um but until you have to keep them going back to the vet for more checkups or keep having to say look the asthma's getting worse then that's when you're eventually told oh well uh, an inhaler might be the next best option mm. for you then if you can train how to use it and you go oh okay so that is available is it <laughs> yeah so
0: yeah if you, if you don't ask sometimes you you don't get to find out these things yeah. and that's that's a problem mm-hmm because not everybody would, you know, know, and not everybody has access to internet or those kind not of sources. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of cats could suffer in in the long run. And I'm not sure if that's to do with, you know, the costs for them or, or what it is, but I think that, you know, that should be the first option before okay. steroids, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. symptoms. Um, So I find it um, a bit difficult sometimes with the little cat that I look after that has asthma um, to sit still and take her inhaler. Did you find that quite difficult at first with Heidi as well? Well, as we'd had problems
1: getting the steroid tablets into her, I knew it was Mm. going to be pretty much a nightmare using the inhaler. so we didn't rush things, um, and we took things very, very slowly. Um, and again, there's there's no rules out there on how to deal with it. A lot of people just, you know, put the inhaler on the the cat's face straight away and think it's all going to be good. Um, and new patience and good training with Heidi is key to everything. So we well I, I kind of i built up a system uh, myself have been able to train it and um, we we initially bought the aerocat chamber which yes. is a bit that has a face mask um, and yeah. the actual chamber part itself and then it's got the little breathing indicator in it as well mm-hmm. um, so we bought that bit ourselves first of all and we took it apart and broke it down and what we'd do is the little rubber face mask, we would leave lying around the floor just with her toys.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, so she accepted it as something that belonged to her. Hmm. Um, and then what we would do gradually is just put a little treat beside the face mask on the floor. So she was actually putting her face to the mask herself without us forcing it to hmm. her. Um, and then we were putting the treat inside the face mask and she was putting the head right in it to take a treat out. And then eventually we built it up so the full chamber was sitting on the floor with her toys, all of her belongings, and still doing the treats um, yeah. thing every time. Um, and everything was going good. And we went back to the vets and said, look, we, we're kind of at the point where we think now we need the actual inhaler medication okay. to put onto the chamber. Um, and then what we did was we made sure she was comfortable with the face mask on her face for literally one second every night,
0: mm. and then
1: building it up over time. And then we eventually went with the with the full medication. And as I say, doing that over that long period of time and building up her awareness that this little chamber belonged to her, it really helped us. And I'm very lucky to say she accepted it from day one. Oh, brilliant. Um, and in fact, when we go on holiday and she goes to our relations, um, they even give her a medication with the inhaler. And she she's really good. She just accepts it straight away. So... I am very lucky, but I I do say to a lot of people who ask about the inhaler, just go very slowly and be patient. It's not going to happen overnight.
0: Mm. Um,
1: And and I I have on my Instagram, um, on Heidi's Instagram, just a little breakdown um, on the Insta stories of of how I trained hers, just so people can see. brilliant! Um, So that's up there on her account there for everybody to have a look at and just um, actually see video-wise, visually-wise, how I
0: did train her. Nice. Yeah, it's a process, isn't it? I think that you definitely went about it the right way. And I think people, you know, panic because they don't want to hurt their cat, they don't want to scare their cat, at the same time they know their cat needs it. So that's such a good a good way did you kind of just think of that yourself
1: or oh, how did you... if she didn't accept it then I was I was thinking well we have to go back to the tablets form yeah. again and it's not good for a long term uh, yeah. so yeah it was a process I thought we have to get this right we have mm-hmm. to do it right and if it means taking a little bit longer than we should then yeah and as I say it patience uh, it all paid off at the end and I'm over the moon with how she takes and heal them and if anybody's ever seen videos her on her Instagram you can see how calm she is while taking it and she, yeah. she just sits in, on, on our knee and lets us you know yeah. the inhaler on her she breathes it in for up to 10 breaths and then as long as she gets a nice reward afterwards a tasty treat <laughs> she's she's very happy
0: <laughs> yeah no I've seen the video and that's why I was so surprised and I had to kind of reach out to you because I thought wow I, I need to know how you've done this <laughs> because yeah. I've never seen a cat you know so calm and relaxed with my, with the cat that i look after you know i try to i use some treats as well which definitely encourages um her to take it but yes. for me i've tried to just get her to sit on my lap and get relaxed but she uh-huh. is very quite playful and she has a lot of energy so you know sometimes oh. it is a little bit difficult but I think now she's kind of accepted the fact that it does help her I think yeah. cats are, are very knowledgeable you know they, they're more oh, knowledgeable than people think yeah so they yeah. Kind of know that okay I need this and this is helping me so that's right yes definitely. Yeah. yeah I mean
1: you, you don't want as well while you're training the cat to have any kind of fear or sense of dwelling about it yeah. you you want to keep as calm as possible so they know that you know when because they're inhaler on the face for the first time that it's, it's a good thing and you are helping them as best you can exactly. and yeah that's it you don't want to you know make it a stressful situation it's got yeah. to be fun and
0: yeah and full of rewards as well definitely definitely there has to be a reward at the end of the three reward. the all cats love them. I've not really met a cat. that, I think I might have met one, but most cats love dreamies. They're the uh-huh. best. I don't know what they have in them really, but cats are just addicted to them. So definitely, something yeah. about them. <laughs> Um, so you recently fostered a really cute uh, little ginger cat called Jaffa from Mog on the Tyne in mm-hmm. Newcastle. That That's right, yes. Yeah, yes. can you tell us a bit more about that and the cat cafe and Jaffa?
1: Yeah, well well basically um I'll start with the, the cat cafe, yes. Yeah. Um Mog on, the, Mog on the Tyne in Newcastle. It's actually the first cafe, uh, cat cafe that Newcastle got. Um oh, brilliant. been there now um five years. Okay. Um and just before lockdown, it had um, 11 residents, um, all lovely cats that had come from um, a rescue or an adoption background, and they're all permanent residents. Oh. Um, and it was a place that um, we found maybe about three years ago. We started visiting once a month, and then we got so addicted to the place because mm-hmm. it's so lovely that we ended up going once a week. And you make mm-hmm. a great connection with the staff, and obviously um, the cats you know, find a place in your heart straight away. Um, so then, obviously, then this year we um, the, well, they had to um, go into lockdown when the cafes, bars, and restaurants had to close. Mm. Um, and because the eleven cats live there on a permanent basis, it wasn't going to be the best option to keep them there during lockdown. Have somebody pop in twice a day and then not have the company like they yeah. would always do. So yeah. the owner made the decision that she should rehome them, just you know, temporarily while lockdown is taken place okay so because we'd you know got to know them so well um it was something I felt like I had to do if, if I was going to do something during lockdown to help somebody out I felt that that was my calling
0: yeah
1: um so we volunteered to take Jaffa who's a lovely five and a half year old ginger cat oh. um slept all the time at the cafe but boy did he come alive when he got to our house oh, Really. <laughs> um and we, we tried very slowly to introduce him and Heidi together and things were going well initially but I, I don't know what went wrong at one point but Heidi like the diva she is decided no I'm the only child in this yeah house. yeah so um yeah we kind of had to run a separate home where one of them stayed downstairs one of them stayed upstairs but <laughs> it worked and they were all happy yeah um But yes, um, I mean, it it gave us something, you know, to get up for during lockdown, having two cats in the house and, you know, it kept you going because, you know, some
0: moments during lockdown, it was pretty grim, wasn't it? Yeah definitely and cats are just the best you know they're they're loyal they they're loving and it's just nice to have you know some a little furry friend to care for as well because it gives you purpose, you know and yeah you have little little creatures that are relying on you and 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 loving you so yeah I think cats are amazing and to foster a cat or to adopt a cat is just I recommend it to everyone you know oh, everyone yes. who wants to get a cat you know rather than going to a breeder I definitely recommend fostering because there's such a big problem you know with with cats that don't have a forever home so mm-hmm. um
1: yeah yeah I mean, it's, it's, it, not so-
0: it's so it's so rewarding I
1: mean it's yeah. just, you, you, you know your mental well-being is just they give you so much love and I don't know, just to learn the personalities because yeah. they're different. Yeah. It's just so lovely. And as I say, it was a very rewarding process. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, we knew it was a temporary thing. Obviously, yeah. the cafe was always going to reopen um, and we knew he had to go back. But you do get very attached at the same time and it really pulled at the heartstrings when we had to, you know, deliver him back to the cafe for reopening. But at the same time, we visit still once a week. So we oh, do get on.
0: We still get on with Jaffa fixes. Oh, uh, gosh. And did know, he come up you? to you? Have you been back? No, to... he doesn't. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, this, this, is, this is cats being cut. Yeah. You
1: know, There's but, so many uh, people
0: as well that they're around, I guess,
1: you know. This is this. yeah. And well, we kept saying to him during lockdown, oh, you better remember us.
0: Yeah.
1: Back <laughs> <laughing>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, but never mind mm. we, we know we did a very good thing exactly for we had a very
0: good holiday <laughs> yeah yeah that is that's it exactly they had a little holiday away from the cafe oh that's sweet so um can anyone kind of go and visit because i'd love to i'd love to go to yeah to go to the um, any
1: anybody can go and visit you can okay. book online to um to get an hour slot in there or longer if you wanted um, yeah. at the minute they prefer you know booking online yeah um, or Book because of this current situation, yes. Um, but if it's obviously quiet and you go at the right time, they would accept the odd walk in as well. But uh, yeah, of course, you have to pay um, a fee to get in, of which course. is six times on the time, yeah. but it all goes towards, towards the, the, yeah, yeah. Of the cats. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can get a fabulous cup of coffee or hot chocolate oh, and a really? chocolate brownie and play with the cats. And they've, oh, they've and recently, as well had some new additions so
0: there's oh oh, three four five five new kittens there at the moment oh cute oh Oh. I love a good uh, cat cafe I try to go to I've been to about three so far Mm -hmm. and every time I'm going somewhere I just google whether they have a cat cafe or not because yeah Oh, I love I love cats. No, my my boyfriend's like, I do you not get like enough of cats? You work with cats, you have a cat never. never. <laughs> it's true because they're so different and exactly a cat, you know you find a new bond I just love meeting new cats as well um, absolutely and it's,
1: it's good as well if you only have a one cat house or like we do to actually yeah. see many cats yeah, interacting exactly. and it's, it's a great experience as well for others if maybe say you live in student accommodation and you can't yeah. have a cat a lot of people go to get their cat fixed that way yeah um, yeah, it's it's a wonderful place to meet people like-minded yeah, people and yeah yeah it's 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 really i, I love it my little favorite cafe oh, <laughs> yeah. that's good
0: and is it quite close to you as well
1: um it's about a 45 minute drive away from okay. us but it is
0: it is a most local uh cafe yeah yeah but yeah it,
1: it's we make a day out of it every week and uh yeah and as i say we're, we're good friends with all the staff there and it's it's just a nice, lovely, safe place to, you know, spend a few hours of your day off
0: every week. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone who was thinking about fostering a cat? And, you know, you mentioned if, you know, you have your cat already, of course, Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, What if somebody else had a cat, but they also wanted to foster a cat? What would you kind of advise them to do?
1: Well, again i i mean I've, I've read up a lot about how to introduce a cast and i got a lot of advice from people um through instagram as well everybody okay. gives the same advice give it a very slow process yeah um, i mean i would i would highly recommend to anybody to foster a cast and uh, attempt yeah. to do it um but again it's a slow process don't expect miracles they're not going to get on you know instantly yeah um and you haven't got to force any issues between them as well Um, we did a lot of site swapping where they were um because Jaffa when he um arrived at our home we just put him in the spare room for the first few days just so he had his safe space and it was just those four walls around him and then gradually we we let him build up to the rest of the house so it wasn't such a you know um a big deal for him yeah taken from one place to another yeah um But yeah, we did a lot of sight swapping, so Heidi would spend a bit of time in the spare room and Jaffa would come downstairs downstairs, and they would get used to each other's sense. Um, And then we we did the food bowl thing where we gradually got them closer together through a closed door on either side.
0: Okay. Until
1: until they were almost, you know, touching the door. So they were comfortable with each other that way. Um, And then we tried introducing, but like I say, Heidi, the diva that she is. yeah. And I think females are Jeff quite is, territorial as well. Yes, I have I think yeah. she definitely is and she's she's only really knows, you know, me and Dave in the house. Yeah. So she's uh she's like, no, it's only me and my mum and dad. In yeah, house. yeah. And, and Jack's quite a big boy as well, a lot bigger than what is. Okay. I do. So I think she felt a little bit intimidated as yeah. Well. yeah. But she certainly wasn't jealous if she saw us, you know, hugging him or playing with them. She she would just sit back and watch and you yeah. know but because Heidi hasn't had an interaction with the cats and she was a kitten herself and she was yeah. raised with her brothers and sisters, I think she's kind of just thought, I don't know what's going on here and I don't think I like
0: it.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I know many other people who obviously have, you know, introduced their cats in the manner that we try to, and, and it's worked very well for them. But as I say, it just... You know, do it. It's all rewarding, but don't expect a miracle that they're going to get on overnight. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Yeah. And if you don't have another cat, and and you're thinking about you know fostering, or if you have you know if you're if you move quite a lot, I think fostering is great. You know, if you're somewhere for a certain amount of time, and then you might need to travel. Of course, you know, there's cat sitting companies like myself, but a lot of people need, and a lot of cats sometimes just need a, a foster home because. Because there could be any situation, really, you know, a family might be moving home and they need somebody to help look after their cat for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Usually with our bookings with cat sitting, you know, the most we usually get is three weeks and that is quite a long time right. yeah. uh, for, for cat sitting. But, um you know moving and or moving country that could be a long process so um
1: mm-hmm. I would
0: definitely say you know fostering is the way forward so maybe you know there might be somebody who who's moving country and is going away for a long time I mean sometimes you know there has been requests for us as well um for a longer period of time but we just don't have that availability so fostering would be you know the next step I think if somebody could look oh, after my cat in their no. home for three months it's or it's more. Cool. yeah it's definitely a great yeah
1: I mean if, if you can you know provide that cat just with you know like a loving environment yeah. that's very safe to be in and you can spend that time just to you know bring out its personality and see you know what that cat's going to be like and again it's, it's it's a test run for yourself as well when yeah. you want to down
0: that
1: route as a permanent
0: basis exactly. take on and adopt them permanently. Yeah, mm, exactly. Exactly. Like you said, that is such a perfect way to kind of you know whether it's right for you. Because I think sometimes you know there are people that get cats and then they don't realise how much you have to kind of do. They think, oh, cats yeah. are very independent. You know, they don't need a lot. But there is a lot of things, and especially if a cat has a medical need as well. You know, like Heidi, there's a yeah. lot need to do and it can be expensive so um yeah fostering yes. or temporarily or even visiting cat cafes so that you know you can get exactly and their needs um so yeah so moving on you also make cat bandanas as we spoke about at the beginning and you mm-hmm. have a brilliant instagram page for it and i know that there's a few cats that are modeling the bandanas and they look very dapper and and, and- <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell me a bit about the hobby and and how it all started and and when when did it start
1: yeah sure well I'm, I'm, I I'm think it's about three years ago now like, mm. you know, we, were, we were um we were you know taking daily pictures of Heidi and posting them on her Instagram account yeah. and as I say just just to you know make things a little bit different or just to celebrate a certain occasion like Halloween or Easter there was, there was limited things you could do. And when you're on Instagram and you follow all these ca- accounts around the world, you see, you know, especially cats who go back to America, they were mm. wearing these, you know, collarbone ties and nice little bandanas. And, they, you know, they've got an American football team motif on it or something. Yeah. You just think, you can't get anything like that here. Um, mm. You have to source it from America. And by the time mm. you pay postage, it's, it's a lot of money mm. for, you know, this, this item of clothing on the cat. So I've always, you know, been a bit arty and crafty and okay. I thought, do you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. So I bought some scraps of fabric and some ribbon. And one day I just took up the dining room table and emptied out all these scraps and just looked at the few bits and bobs and thought, right, I'm going to do that. going to do that. And I put it on and took a photograph and I was like, yeah, I can, I can do this, I think um and then over time you know you develop and you get a little bit better and then that's when I started posting them online a little bit yeah more. people were going oh my gosh Heidi where do you get your bandanas from <laughs> um and I was like oh my mom makes them kind of oh <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they were like okay we like one can we buy one and oh. never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I would sell them I was yeah. making them just you know just to show up the Instagram account yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And then one thing led to another, and I thought, well, a few close friends on Instagram, okay, you can try one, blah, blah, blah. And I ended up creating cute kitty bandanas on Instagram Mm -hmm. and selling just through direct messages, basically, just the odd one here and there. Mm -hmm. And then people would send the photos of once they got the bandana on the cat,
0: and it just made my day. Something like home,
1: um, you know, on a cat that lived in America or Australia
0: yeah I can imagine so,
1: yeah it was crazy and it just got more and more um popular and then I discovered Etsy um and I love Etsy because it's just everything's handmade yeah. and it's everybody's personal crafts and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it takes the pressure off you know it's so organized on Etsy and all yeah. you know, the papers are taken off you that way and it's it's really easy to do so after about a year on Instagram, I decided, right, I'll go for the Etsy shop. And I've never looked back. And um, I'll do the bandanas, bow ties, greetings cards, catnip kickers. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I never thought it would go this far. It's, it's yeah. Oh, hobby. Um, How do as you well, find the time? I'm, oh, it's, <laughs> hard, it's hard. You work full-time, yeah. you come home, you know, you make sure
0: your hide is okay, you have the yes. tea. And, yeah, it's like, okay, I've got some bandanas
1: to make now. Nice. But you fit it in, and that was, it's something I enjoy doing.
0: Enjoyed. It's, it's yeah, a nice little hobby. Exactly, exactly. I but bet you'll be busy. Christmas.
1: Oh, Christmas, well, yeah. Halloween coming up, Americans, yeah. absolutely go wild for it. And really? even um, Thanksgiving as well in America. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They like to dress the cats up for that. Yeah, I mean, there's an occasion every single month of the year that um, people want the
0: bandanas for it's Oh, it's,
1: it's, it's lovely. And I've met so many lovely, wonderful people
0: through it as well. Oh, brilliant. No, it's so nice. And I think I'll definitely be purchasing some. I think they, they'll make cute little Christmas gifts as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even I, if you don't have a cat, it's a perfect gift for somebody who you know. Yeah, who recommend. does.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And some people love them that much that they just put them on a teddy bear that they've got in
0: the house. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. no, I can imagine. And it's not like a big outfit. You know, sometimes cats don't like no. things that it's quite light and it just goes around. It's kind of like a collar, isn't it? But like a It's
1: dress. just a collar, yeah. I mean, yeah. Heidi does not like outfits whatsoever. No. The bandanas, as you'll see, sure. she wears quite a lot. She isn't aware she's actually got them on. I make them quite small and yeah. very lightweight. And yeah, she she honestly doesn't know she's got the mono most of the time, so she um, looks like that, a natural. That,
0: Literally, yeah, she's, yeah. <laughs> she's
1: born to be a model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no,
0: really, she is. <laughs> the strange thing
1: is though with the bandanas as well, when I was going to the cat cafe, a cat who used to be a resident there wore one all the time. Mm-hmm. And I ended up making a few for him to wear, and then that led to me doing um, bandana craft nights at the cat cafe as well, oh, where basically they would hold events and people would come, and just with a bit of glue and fabric and ribbon, yeah. I would just show them how they could make, you know, just a, a rough bandana that they could take home to their cat, and it was just a bit of fun, over, you yeah, know. That really fun. Yeah, that was really
0: fun. Yeah,
1: it was very enjoyable for me to do and to see everybody's creative side come out. Yeah. Um, you would get a lot of men going and going oh I I don't know I don't think I can do this (laughs) and then before you know it um half an hour later you've got needle and thread in the hand and the concentration (laughs) it's
0: marvelous yes (laughs) I would love to see that <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to bring my boyfriend and watch him. No, watch but him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch him do it. And you're right. I think at first they're like, "Oh no, I can't do it," but then they actually really get into it. Especially if it's for a cat as well, or your cat. Then you kind yeah. of, oh, I really want to make it nice and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've, we've got some plans to haul some
1: more in the future. That cat, cafe now. Ooh, you'll, have to, you'll have to. you have keep us updated.
0: I'll let you, I'll you know. Newcastle for that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely
1: <laughs> oh
0: so thank you so much for um talking to me today it's been really insightful and interesting and lovely Um you're very welcome thank you. um, and if our listeners want to find out you know more about you Heidi um, the cat cafe the bandanas where can they find you
1: right well they can find Heidi on Instagram and she's under the name of at Heidi.cat and um, just make sure you spell the cat with a and not a c and um, we regularly update people um, on her asthma on there and across the highlights of her stories you can see a lot of things that we do to educate people um with the asthma side of things um she obviously ban- um models the bandanas on her page as well but I do have um, the Etsy shop and the Instagram at cute kitty bandanas as well Um, and then my favorite cat cafe is at Mog on the time which is also on Instagram and
0: Facebook brilliant and we'll post all of the links for that in the show notes as well and in the podcast description so you'll be able to find that there Thank you so much. And goodbye. Thank you. Bye. So that was such a great episode with Donna, who spoke to us about such an important issue. Feline asthma has often gone undiagnosed or misdiagnosed due to a variety of reasons. But it's so important that we bring awareness to feline asthma and this could even potentially save a cat's life. So if you have any questions at all for Donna, do head over to her page and I'm sure she would be happy to help. Again, thank you so much for listening. Please do rate, subscribe and review this podcast. It means so much and it allows us to get more exposure and carry on doing some great interviews for you to listen to. (laughs) Thank you so much. Goodbye.